Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Happy New Year and welcome to Geek Town. Today I'm talking to Ron Nuko, the writer, director and producer of a new indie movie based around the MMO Lord of the Rings Online. more game, film and of course TV news and UK air dates info, come visit the main site at geektown.co.uk. Enjoy the interview. Hi Ron, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. So we're here to talk about your new movie, Rise of the Fellowship. Do you want to tell me a bit about the film? Sure, yeah. It's um, What it is, is we recently just got uh, launched out on distribution on December 3rd, and we're doing pretty good. We're in uh, Walmart, and you can go to Amazon, and we'll be on Netflix uh, this Friday, in fact. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, which is great. And we just signed a... Now, are you in LA or are you in the UK? No, I'm in the UK. Okay, so we... I don't know exactly the details of the distribution deal there, but we did get a distribution de- deal in the UK as well. Oh, okay, so, cool. Yeah, so the, the, the story itself is with uh, The Hobbit and everything coming out, you could probably tell by the just the little poster that we have. Yeah. It's a family-friendly, coming-of-age story about these four teenagers that goes on a journey that parallels Lord of the Rings. And okay. it was kind of our love story to talk with, you know, with Tolkien and our ability to kind of play in the world a little bit that Tolkien created. One of the unique things was that we got permission to film or I'm sorry, to use the Lord of the Rings online video game in our movie. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which has opened up some doors because when you don't have an A-list talent you know, in the film, they're kind of looking for the angle. Yeah. And that's really been our angle is that we not only did we mash up video games and filmmaking, but we also got Lord of the Rings online, which, you yeah. know, is a, of course, is a big IP. You know, it's a big company. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm assuming you're, uh, you're a, a gamer yourself then. I am. I kind of grew up as a jock, you know, playing. Okay. I played American football a lot growing up. And, but secretly, 
I was, you know, hanging out with my friends at night and we would be playing Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, you know, during the day, I, know I was, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, I was kind of putting up this, this persona that I wasn't uh, a gamer, but the more, the older I've gotten, the more mature I've gotten. Um, and geek is kind of cool now. Yeah. Now I'm able to admit that, yeah, in fact, I am a, a gamer. I don't get to do it as much. You know, like most people, when you start to settle down and you get a family, uh, yeah, no, no. Are, it's harder. It's not that they go away completely, but, but it's harder. No, I, I have a number of friends that, have, you know, there used to be a little group of us that used to uh, play together. And uh, and steadily as they've got kids and sort of, you know, well, especially while the kids are little, uh, yep. it sort of drops off and drops off. And then as they get older, it sort of starts to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're like, please help me. I need to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there is a certain amount of that. It's sort of, at <laughs> least then, then you know, they can be away somewhere in a game, but still be close enough by to deal with anything that happens with the kids. You know, so <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, I I know Lord of the Rings online very well. I I have a lifetime <laughs> subscription to the game actually. So oh, cool. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a they, really they great, game. great great to work with. Um, you know, they were bought out a couple years ago by Warner Brothers, and we were a little concerned what that might mean for us, but they've been great. So, um, yeah, that's that's been a cool experience. We They put us on our own server, kind of pimped us out with these really cool epic characters, and nice. we got to run around and just do whatever we wanted to do while we filmed it. Oh, so wow, that's the, fantastic. The, we actually have footage, real Lotro footage, in, in the film. So. Awesome. So, so are you using the in-game camera system to to do all the all the game footage? Then you're you're we, just taking kind of video shots of it and stuff. So. That's exactly right. You'll you'll note even in the on one of our trailers, uh, it's it's kind of a micro teaser, a lot shorter, and it doesn't really show that. It shows more of the fantasy stuff, which uh, the kid, one of the main kids, the main kid, our Frodo. Every once in a while, we'll drift into the dream world, and that's kind of what the trailer's about. But we have another trailer that actually does even show a little bit of the Lotro footage in there. So, yeah, it was really cool. We got to use the actual footage. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, really cool. I mean, it's it's... There's been a, a few things that have, have started off that kind of trend of using... Uh, of using game footage. I mean, the um, the South Park episode is the classic one, of course, using right. World of Warcraft, which was right. was just brilliantly done. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was hard not to crack up. If you were a gamer, you know, nine yeah. gamers like what? I don't. But if you were a gamer, everything that they were doing, it just yeah, you were dying laughing. So, <laughs> so yeah, is, it, is it is it mainly um, in terms of games that you play? Is it mainly World of? Uh, I mean, is it mainly sort of Lord of the Rings, or have you been into other MMOs? And, and yeah, just- I've, I've kind of gone the gauntlet with MMOs because I, you know, I go, I think back to my my Dungeons and Dragons days growing up, and yeah. I'm trying to guess always replicate that, and I still enjoy a good RPG. You know, I look, I still love getting together and throwing some dice, and I love, you know, tabletop games, card games are are you know, here to stay and, and yeah. fun. Um, and then I have tried definitely play World of Warcraft for a couple of years, um, played Warhammer, which yeah. is another big one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then played Lotro. The current, the current game I'm playing right now is because the games can be short. They're like around 30 minutes. 
is uh, a free game actually called League of Legends. Oh yeah, I've not played it. I've heard a, a, a bit about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's fast paced. It's action, and like I said, you can complete you can play an entire game in thirty minutes, and you're done. <laughs> Cool. Whereas in Lotro, thirty minutes, I'm not even probably at the place I really want to get to. You know? <laughs> yeah, you do waste an awful lot of time, kind of wandering around. And I, I, I'm not playing it very much at the moment, but occasionally I pop back in, and uh, uh, yeah, the, just the stuff that's changed every single time I go yeah. in is just incredible. Yeah, you know, the amount of crafting and things you can put in a house uh, and all that sort of. Uh, I, I. I um, I'm actually playing through uh, EverQuest 2 at the moment for, for a review, and it's it's amazing the amount of stuff they sort of, because they, they obviously revamp that at some point, and the amount yeah. of stuff that kind of you look at it and go, well, that's from Lord, that's from Lord of the Rings <laughs> Online, that's from Warcraft, that's from, right. it's funny, right. they, yeah, they all but, borrow off each other. Yeah, though uh, I'm, I'm, they have to, you know, I mean, they, you know, World of Warcraft obviously is the big, the big boy, but... Um, I've been looking and tracking a little bit of stuff with the Skyrim MMO that's supposed to be coming out. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, we've uh, the, that's that's looking to be quite popular. We've we've just done we do an awards thing every year on the website. Um, cool. For and and uh, we do a sort of game most anticipated games of of next year. I think that came second or third. Oh um, wow! So. They're beaten by the Sims, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super fun too, though. Yeah, know? yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. There's um, there's been a lot of good games out there over the last year and, and this year. MMOs seem to have there, there weren't that many kind of new MMOs last year, but it, it, it seems to be picking back up again. There's new versions yeah. of EverQuest and right. that sort of thing coming out. So yeah, you know, it's it's a different way of storytelling. You know, I mean, these MMOs that they have and these games are, are crazy. And you know, I also love to get on Kickstarter, and I've sponsored a few independent games as well. Yeah, um, yeah there's cool ones out there. Uh, there's a there's one called uh, I'm in a real Viking age right now. <laughs> so there's one called uh, um, Saga Banner, uh, and then That's another cool. one called Chivalry. Which is our? It's basically like Call of Duty, but in the medieval period. So, nice. yeah, it's yeah. it's fast paced and cool. So, how did how did you get the funding for um, for your film put together? Was that done through a Kickstarter campaign, or was that no? We uh, we did it. We announced that we were going to do our film. Um, believe it or not, right at the turn when our economy over here went south. <laughs> so it's been a real long journey from the moment I said hey, let's make a film, you know, to a buddy of mine, like, seriously, you know, a serious film. Yeah. It it was back in 2007. So right. it's been a long time. So now today, being 2014, it it is, you know, seven years. So yeah. it, the w- way we had to do it was originally we started out, we had this really big budget, like, you know, any other film, not a studio level, but, you know, a, a significant budget. And you have to, once the economy went south, that was also during the time, though, that the digital age was definitely here to stay, and more studios were using digital cameras. Yeah. Peter Jackson was using digital, you know, the red camera. Yeah. And it really started to go, okay, maybe we can do this cheaper. So the way we did it was we did the, like how anybody would with a company, we did the angel investors. So we went to f- friends and family and pitched our idea with a business plan. And we're fortunate enough to convince, 
the right people to take a chance with us and and raise the funding. And I definitely feel that, you know, too, as a producer, you want to ensure that's kind of the first step. People don't dream about making money. They just dream about returning the money to their investors first. And then you get to dream about making money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it it is getting a a lot easier to, to um, put these sort of smaller projects together um so you're not reliant on studios and you're not reliant on you know there's there's a lot more of uh, particularly with things like, like kickstarter and the fact that just the technology is so much easier to deal with particularly the um the effects stuff and, and that kind of thing these days yeah the, the world's gotten a lot smaller with you know computers and things so you can you can have a great cgi team in you know another part of the world and and from various parts of the world, in fact, and it all is coming back to one central hub. I've got a friend of mine that is a couple guys doing a film, and they're very heavy CGI, and they're using their. They have a company in India, a company in, um, I think, down in in the states, somewhere in the south, and then they're local, so they're pulling from like three different places. So we're we're in a great time of filmmaking, but it also creates a lot of white noise as well so consumer it's like holy crap there's just so much out there how do i you know filter it all but i think that's where people like netflix and things are going to start to streamline and help the consumer figure out what they want so if you like fantasy boom you know go here type thing yeah that's where i think it's going to go yeah i mean the the other thing you're you're seeing a lot of because you're washington based aren't you Yes, I'm just outside of Washington D.C. Yeah, which I mean, that just strikes me as a slightly odd place to be making movies. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I'm assuming there isn't a huge industry around that. You're right. We have a great documentary industry here because everyone's trying to tell the tale of you know and and get it to our our government over here trying to you know showcase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The storyline, but you're right. It's not a big film town here. Um, everyone always likes to talk about things are up and coming, but in reality, films in the U.S. and, and even the world they go to where the money is. You know, yeah. so if if there's great tax incentives in Canada, then all of a sudden there's tons of films and TV shows being made in Canada. Yeah. And right now, New Zealand just won Avatar, so the next several right. films of Avatar are going to be filmed in in little tiny New Zealand, you know, and who would have thought back, back in the day, but Peter Jackson put them on the map and because of tax incentives. So I live around the area. The incentives weren't so good to me and my budget wasn't so high that I really needed to consider things. So I just, plus, unfortunately, um, independent filmmakers, like most independent game developers, we all have to have a nine to five regular day job. And so I've got my nine to five here as well. And that's really what kind of, you know, keeps me here instead of me jumping to like L.A., Los Angeles yeah. or something. So what, what's your day job? 
Um, nothing that I really was trained for. I have a master's degree in counseling. I've actually been a uh, a United States Marine when I started out, and right. then became, uh, I became a police officer okay. for a number of years. But right now, I am doing IT support. So it all makes sense. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, nothing I was really trained for, not even any degrees, but that's the job that became available. And with the economy the way it is, no, I've been I've, yeah. glad to have it. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, the, the site, I, I have a day job as well. I mean, I'm, I'm a web designer by day and then I run the, the website that uh, you know in the evenings and weekends exactly. and every other hour but <laughs> right. your second full-time your full job yeah. yeah you know i i'd love to be in a position where i mean it, it affords me some great things to do and you know places to go and that sort of stuff but but uh but yeah it, unfortunately it doesn't quite make enough money to cover an entire salary yet so. i know it's so frustrating it doesn't feel like you're kind of there but it's like man <laughs> yeah yeah just just need to push it a little bit more i know i i know some guys that have, have managed to to make it work there's a, a massive film website over here called hey you guys um sort of named after you know the the um the 80s goonies movie oh yeah absolutely. Um, and but they, they they've got a huge film website and the couple of the guys in there do it full time now wow. um but uh that, that was i know that was a long hard slog for them to get to that point <laughs> Well, okay. people say, you know, they, they say it's like the 12-year the overnight success, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, and of course, yeah, movies and acting are exactly the same when it comes to that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, go, going back to what we were saying about the filming locations, I mean, one of the things that, that you are seeing a lot in the U.S. actually is the... The less stuff being filmed directly in LA and a lot more stuff because of tax incentives seem to be filmed around the U.S. these days. Definitely. You're, you're not beholden to, to California anymore. Now, it's great because they have gear, they have people that know what they're doing, but a lot of places have built that up. And with the advent of, of the digital technology, you, you really can hire locally. So almost there's 30, there's, we have, so we have 50 states, 36 offer some type of film tax incentive. Right. And so and whoever has the best, people jump there and then they do it and kind of exhaust the resources. Then they just jump to the next state. So there's a lot of stuff going on throughout the U.S., not just one location anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got friends in in LA who are, you know, uh, he's an actor there, and and uh, you know, he's he's sort of, you know, he's in LA and he's got a family, and he's sort of based there. But a lot of the work is now all over the place. So, right, um, right, definitely. So yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. I was over there last uh, towards the end of last year, and. Oh. Um, uh, you, you just sort of seeing a lot. I, I went. I had a lot of free time, so I, I went and did a lot of the studio tours and stuff. And a lot of the guys there were saying, "Yeah, we we're kind of doing a lot more TV now than we yeah. are doing movies because they'll they'll go to other states for uh, the film tax incentives, but right. they don't get the same sort of breaks for the TV. So they tend to stay in LA for the TV. So it's it's weird. That seems to be moving to be a TV town yeah. rather than uh, a film town now. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I, I try to stay up and current, you know, and try to track things. And I'm kind of seeing the same thing. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You say the uh, this this movie's now out, and you've got deals coming along. What what other stuff have, uh, have you got coming up? I, I noticed there's a TV series called uh, Genre Wars. Yeah, so I'm helping a a um, a young filmmaker. Actually, my lead in Rise of the Fellowship. He's a a filmmaker himself, okay. and he's he's put together this 
TV show called Genre Wars, of which I'm helping produce, uh, because originally I had put together this film competition, basically taking all the different genres that you can think of and kind of mashing them on a fictitious planet and add some conflict and kind of see what happened. And it was just a fun way and a creative way to film some things, you know, from like gun shootouts to sword fights. But he took it a whole different step further and really made it a viable storyline and really created this really cool concept. And so he's doing a TV show or web series. You know, web series yeah. is kind of what everything is turned all the filmmakers are having to consider because there's so many outlets now that is looking for original content because of what House of Cards did to Netflix. Yeah. Now Hulu and Crackle and even Yahoo, they're yeah. everybody getting into the game of trying to create original content. Amazon certainly. So that's really the next thing that I have going on is I'm trying to brand myself really as a fantasy content creator and i put together a web series called the rangers and it's really if you think of strider sitting in the end of the prancing pony with his cloak on and he puffs on his you know pipe yeah. and you see the ominous eyes it's that character line that really intrigued me and who is strider and so i took that and created a web series um and if you go to the rangers.mymiddleearth.com is our website you can. We already did a mock-up kind of poster, photo shoot, and I'm looking to, to do a Kickstarter campaign March 1st for that. So that's the next big thing I got. It's been a lot of fun to do. It's it's an epic action-adventure fantasy series. So Cool. And, and that's, yeah. that's all based in Tolkien's world as well. It, it is. It is. We... Because you you do have to be careful when you when you dabble in other people's content like that. We were fortunate enough to get permission to get Lotro, but in the Rangers, I'm really establishing and building the world um, myself. So we created our own fictitious world. You fans will recognize it and certainly see it, but it is different. Right. Um, so magic isn't so it's not so overt, but it's not so covert either, like Tolkien right. did. Yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, we we created our own uh, fantasy realm. Cool. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. That, that sounds like it's going to be an interesting series. You, <clears throat> so you're trying to get that off the ground with the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. So we'll initially kickstart it, and then you know from there, like I said, there you're you're really creating a pilot episode, and from there you will then or, or will then pitch it to the proper channels like Hulu and Netflix and things to see if we can get picked up and get the studios or the companies to fund it because that's where the real budget comes in. That's where the real money comes in is getting someone that can fund it to, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I'm trying to think the, the, the one show I can think of that did really well out of, out of being a web series was um, Sanctuary with Amanda yeah. Tapping. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean that that started out as a web series, I seem to remember, and then got that got picked up. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and and of course with Amazon, uh, Amazon and Love Film are doing that um, that sort of joint venture where they they do loads of pilots and then pick the pick out of the the range of pilots they're running as well. So, got it. You got it. So and with everybody announcing that now, I would love to stay in the fantasy feature film space. And if I can get the funding for that, I'll turn this into a feature. But for now, 
um, just because I still have my funds out there with Rise of the Fellowship, I'm having to think differently. And I could wait, but I'm like, why? You know, why wait? Yeah. I'm going to just go for it. So would you would you prefer to, to stick to doing features rather than doing uh, sort of TV and episodes? and? Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather tell a story in 90 minutes than, you know, having to try to – because web series, there's real no, no set methodology behind it. You're trying to follow the method that they've established in TV. But with web series, it seems to be about six minutes and – you know, not that it's bad or anything. It's it's certainly just different. I just like that feature element as well as the distribution model. I understand where web series right now they're not they're not making any money. It's yeah. not some of them are. It's like none of them are. The only way that they do is if they get picked up. Yeah. So you know, you got to be careful of. I'm very conscious about when I go and ask people for money what my ultimate goal is. Um, yeah. At. So it. I know this. I'm going to do the web website to the best of my ability, kick butt, and really try to position it to to get picked up. I've done two features myself. I've worked on several others, but I've done two features that were mine, and I've gotten distribution for both of them. So I'm very conscious of that. Yeah. You know, the business part. You know, a lot yeah. of artists don't want to think about the business, and unfortunately, you have to think about the business, or yeah. you're not going to be an artist for long. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is sort of the pro- the issue that anybody can now do it, but it it, it does yeah. give you the huge range of quality <laughs> of stuff. Right, and, right, and, and so- that's it. You're having to you you you. I have so many people now that I know are complaining about having to filter through all that content. It's it's pretty it's pretty. Cra- We're in a cr- different age right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The even with something like Netflix, which sort of helps filter stuff and has an interesting way of doing it it is still basically like walking into a video shop and just seeing like a wall of movies and kind of having to kind of flip through all the covers to decide which one you think you might like you know that's exactly right it's still yeah kind of the the wild west out there it seems like and and there's no real set method i do think though in the next i think we have a two-year window as independents to kind of step up and help with that, where if we don't, the studios are going to de- then define that for us. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going to tell us how, basically how it's done. And we're going to, as indies, are going to kind of miss out on that. So, yeah, no, it, it would be better if you can. If if you can get sort of breakthrough and decide you can define it how you like it, it would be far better. Right. Last thing you want is studios controlling everything. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Okay, um, I, I think I've probably taken enough of your time. No, I definitely appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, with without people like yourself stepping up, saying, "Yeah, man," you know, I'll I'll do the interview. It it really gives independent filmmakers a voice, and without that voice, we're nothing. No one will hear about my film or see my film. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know what my film is, and and I, I so I definitely truly appreciate your time and you taking it you know the chance on me to to you know like i say give us a voice I, it definitely is well appreciated yeah no absolutely um i no no problem at all i mean we love to support like i love to get the site supporting kind of little independent projects and and all that sort of stuff so um i was at comic con recently and you know spoke to a, uh, the, the one of the uk ones and and uh, spoke to a couple of guys there about sort of some of their films and you know so it's i'd i'd like to make sure we're kind of supporting a lot of the indie stuff so 
Awesome, man. I definitely appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right, brother. Well, if you need anything on my end, man, just let me know. Will do. Uh, good hey, to talk to you. Thanks, Yeah, you too. Take Cheers. Care. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.